0: Welcome to another episode of The Illustrious Gentleman, the place where comic book artists and top blokes, Scott Gorleski and Ryan Cody, talk about life, work, comics and booze. Follow the show on Twitter at TIG underscore show and online at www.tigshow.com, T-I-G-S-H-O-W dot com. Don't forget to let us know what you're drinking while you're listening to the show. Go on yourself, big man.
1: Cool. So, welcome to yet another episode of the illustrious Gentleman. It happened again, right, Scott? Did you ever uh, write us an intro? Do we have a proper intro?
0: Oh, was yet? I supposed to do that? Wait, no, that's something uh, couple- I said I would do several episodes ago. You're that's right. right.
1: I mean, I know, I know Gary kind of does one, and the, in the uh, Gaz does one in our uh, in our intro. So I guess we don't really need one, but. Yeah, like, as
0: soon as we start recording, every time I think, oh, I should write something up because we never know how to open these things. Right. Why don't you give it a shot off the top of your head? Uh, this is a podcast about comics, and
1: uh, I gotta go. Follow the show. Scott, if you can't tell, Scott's a professional speaker. Uh, Actually, we're both comic book artists. I don't know what's wrong with me today. Something's off. Uh, We're both comic book artists, and uh, we get together once a week with a drink and usually try to have a topic shoot the shit. So you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at TIG underscore show. All the past episodes are available at anchor.fm slash TIG show or on any of the big podcatcher sites, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts. They're all there. Uh, if you enjoy the show, leave us a review on whatever app you're listening on. Tell your friends. And you can go to patreon.com to support the show. And if you go to tigshow.com, you can click on the links there to find out where to buy some merch and other ways to support the show. Uh, Patreon backers, Patreon backers, oh, uh, are starting to get kind of – I don't know if it's cool stuff, but at least I'm posting there. Um, like this week, they got advance notice on what we're drinking and what the topic was going to be. So who knows? Maybe one person out there – actually is going to follow along with our discussion on their end by themselves in their bedroom. All along. I don't want
0: to meet this person.
1: <clears throat> so, yeah, go to patreon.com slash show for just a dollar a month. You can get uh, – you could be part of the – I figured it out because it was the tigsters. I couldn't think of it. Tig show army sounds lame. Yeah. I figured it out. Oh, let's hear it. Lay it on me. League of the illustrious gentlemen. Nope. 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 No. Nope. No. It's a play on no. another comic book thing. I got it. Okay. Yeah. We'll keep working on it. We'll keep we'll keep passing it back and forth till we get something. Uh patreoncom be though,
0: because I I have nothing to <sharp inhale> offer. Just like every other part of my life.
1: And this week th- this weekend, this week's show is going to be special cuz I got some like intro music. We're going to not seg I guess segments. We're going to do segments kind of. So everyone buckle up for that. Go ahead and unbutton your top button right now yeah before we get into the show proper, I just want to do a quick uh, thing uh, just a few minutes before we started recording. I saw a tweet uh, I wouldn't I've say friend points. of the program but but cool guy uh, Jeremy Hahn had kind of a family thing pop up and so he's running a commission thing right now and doing a sale on some original art. Uh, so you know it's always nice to help out other freelancers and other uh, comic pals when they're in a tight spot. so if you go to if you're interested in getting a commission, Uh, From Jeremy or some original art. Uh, You can go to JeremyHahn at Art at Uh, gmail.com J-E-R-E-M-Y-H-A-U-N-A-R-T at gmail.com Get a commission. Help him out in his time of need.
0: Um, Yeah, do it.
1: Alright, Scott. So what do you got in front of you today?
0: Actually, I know what you have in front of you. I hope you still have it. I was I excited about your beer. Yeah, when... I don't have it. It's to my right, so I don't have anything in front of me. But now it's in front of me. All right, I'm pumped about this.
1: And I hate my beer that I picked. Oh. I almost changed it up, but I already put it on the Patreon that I was drinking it. So I'm going to stick to my guns. But I wish, because of today's topic, I wish I had gotten like a dark stout. Oh, that'd like be a, nice. Yeah. yeah. Is there yeah,
0: some bat themed brewery that you can think of off the top of your head? I'm sure there is there's well they're everywhere that they off the top of your head
1: you can't say no, I'm sure no, not there off is the top of my head. sorry not off the top of my head no. Uh, all
0: right so what do you got? I've got mud shark brewery vanilla caramel porter mm. it's a vanilla caramel oh wait I this I've I was gonna read this text that's at the top of the can but it's obnoxious. Mm-hmm. It goes along yes. the entire top, and then I have to turn it back and right. read the second line like a fucking typewriter. I'm not going to do that. Right. No. I'm deducting a star, Mudshark. Mudshark is based out
1: of Lake Havasu. Havasu? Ari- Lake, Havasu Air- Lake Havasu City, Arizona. It's the Havasu. Uh, they have that uh, Hefeweizen I like. That's like
0: a 10% Hefeweizen, which is yeah, the only is reason this? to drink a Hefeweizen. Uh, this is only 5-6. Oh, whatever. Oh, ah, well, you know. Whatever. Yeah. You
1: might I'm have excited. to wrestle somebody later. So. You know, oh, yeah. I like Seems vanilla. Exciting. I like
0: caramel. I like
1: mud sharks. Do you like portering? Like, do you like carrying people's luggage and showing them to their room?
0: That's all I do.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. He's smelling it. He's smelling it, mm-hmm. probably smells like mm-hmm. vanilla. Probably pretty sweet, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Milkshake. Mm, it's thick. Mm. Creamy. The best kind. Nice. A little moist. Mm. I'm jealous. We'll see. All right. I'm jealous. Did you uh, do? Do you have any beer advocate theater for us or no?
0: Uh, I don't. But no. my good Someone friend can... Dirk Manhands does. Oh.
1: Wow. I mean we got a lot of a lot of uh fan response to Dirk Manhand, so it's uh, I'm excited about it. So let's listen to you. Dirk talk about your uh mud shark caramel vanilla pour. Take it away, Dirk.
0: Pours with a light tan head. The liquid flowed as a rich chocolate with a ruby hue on the edges. A wonderful aroma of chocolate coffee with a hint of fresh tobacco leaves super smooth medium body with a light caramel and opulent chocolate essence great compliment with a cigar
1: sounds good sounds fun interesting yeah it sounds fun to use at this point Okay, so I made the mistake, although I think this is going to be my last IPA of this season because it's turning fall. Saturday is the first day of fall. Is it really? Yeah, it's getting a little, not chilly up here, but like... Last weekend when I went out, I wore like a long sleeve T-shirt and I got really <sighs> excited because when you're short and pale, like long sleeves, shirts are your jam. So I was super excited about that. I hate you. So this is probably going to be my last IPA of the season. And like I said, I immediately regretted it. I felt pressured to buy it for some reason. I don't know why, but I'm drinking a...
0: <laughs> to, Who was standing there?
1: Sh- Nobody. Just my own my own brain was telling me like, pick something, pick something, do pick it, something. Oh, you it. picked the wrong thing. Go buy it. Uh, so I got a Deschutes fresh squeezed IPA 6.4% 60 IBU from Bend, Oregon um, is where Deschutes is from it's whatever it's, I, 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 it's going to be an IPA whatever uh, I do have some uh, beer advocate theater from a friend of the program long uh, longtime listener uh Ooh. often intriguing and exciting woody chandler is back uh woody chandler a reviewer is back and this is what woody had to say i'll do it obviously uh woody likes to write like novels so this is this we is love uh, i i i edited i
0: edited woody's post here oh obviously my God. you can't be- edit woody nobody edits woody and nobody puts baby in the corner <laughs> this is not gonna be a two-hour podcast because of
1: woody chandler <clears throat> Color was a stunning deep amber, light copper to copper with northeast quality clarity. <laughs> maybe, maybe, okay. maybe New England. I think New England quality clarity is what he meant, like a New England IPA with New England quality clarity, reminiscent of a past girlfriend's hair. Not only was what? hers thick and luxurious, but it was also as coarse as wire. Baby, it is a groovy scene when the hops pusher man rolls through. Man, as the hops begin to settle in, I am getting this really mellow, sleepy vibe. Wow, Celestial Seasoning Sleepy Time Tea has nothing on this trip. I feel hypnotized by hops. The finish was so mellow and tea-like that it lulled me into its web like a Venus flytrap slowly shutting around me. The He capitalized Venus flytrap. I think the, Woody
0: Chandler might be an alias for, like, Bill Walton. <laughs>
1: So, the thing that I find funny is that he kept commenting on the hops, but it's only supposed, its only sixty IBU. So how hoppy could it possibly be?
0: Deceptively, I guess. <laughs> I mean, but I hope there's it doesn't a giant make hop, me, hop on the I can. It,
1: I hope it doesn't make me sleepy. I got to color two pages after this and go to the grocery store. I got a busy day ahead of me, is what I'm saying. So it's a good thing that I started drinking it. Yeah, I'm probably going to
0: depression sleep for a little bit.
1: Oh, man, that's the best kind of sleep. Like, I tried to do that this weekend, but I had to keep getting up to do other things. So that's depressing. So it didn't work out for me. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. So that's what we're drinking this week. And now we're going to get another. Uh, when I say popular demand, one person recommended this, and I thought it was a good idea. So we're going to go with it that's for One bit. more person that uh, didn't
0: want it. That's
1: right. So a uh, new segment of kind of we're going to we're going to rebrand my my mumbling. Hey, Scott, what have you been doing? What are you into yeah, into the tick tock yeah, segment yeah. where we make small talk with ourselves or each other because I don't like making small talk. I don't like making small talk with anyone other than you. So this is the time to do it. I right. Suppose. This is
0: where we talk about the weather again.
1: This is the tick Talk segment. All right, Scott. And did you consume anything this past week that you feel like is worthy to share or interesting?
0: Um, well, you say consume. Um, I, I bought a bottle of wine over the weekend. Uh, I'm sorry. I meant to have it down here in front of me because I'd forgotten that I was. Ac- I actually had a beer left, so I was thinking, what was I going to drink for the show? Oh. So, oh, All right. You probably um, for- should bring that bottle down. But, uh, okay. I did not. It's called agitator. Um. Hmm. Like, I don't know. The thing in the washing machine or myself. Yeah, is it a is it a red wine or a white wine? There were two. There's a red and there's the Cabernet other word. Sauvignon. Yeah, I know dick about wine. Mm. I'm sorry everybody. I am But I'm it's it's bourbon French. barrel aged, which is the only re- it's Half of the reason okay. I got it. The other reason is because it's a beautiful bottle. And I keep all of these okay. bottles that I like with the intention of doing right. something with them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. Like, like some, make candles out of, craft of them project. or, something. or right. Like I, I have right. a tile saw that I imagine would probably cut through pretty thick glass. But I don't well, know. Well, you could do that trick where you, you could do that trick with the uh, the string
1: and the acid or whatever. And it just cuts right through it like butter. Oh, Google that's it. Interesting. That's interesting. It's a thing. It's yeah. a thing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, there's, a, there's a thing you could do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I'm going I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to have a box full of empty bottles.
1: Yeah, maybe you could do a bunch of bottle crafting and then go down to like First Fridays or like There we go. That's what I want. I I
0: put like do like some sand art inside of them or something Right. Or, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Make some make some little soaps to go along with it like a 2 for 1. Oh. Package? Yeah. 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 See? Yeah. Okay. Illustrious gentlemen, soap on a rope. Ooh, <laughs> it's exciting. Oh. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, uh, oh, so did yeah. you get the did you get the red or the Sauvignon no. Blanc?
0: <laughs> I didn't get the Fran I got yeah, I got the red mm. because I can pronounce that word.
1: In my history, in my personal wine drinking history, red is a no no. Like red makes me sad. Or sleepy or fighty, like it never makes me fun. Like I never get like, <laughs> let's have fun, uh, unless it's like the carbonated red, like that, like the red wine version of champagne, like cold duck. That gets me pumped. You can listen to, uh, you can listen to me and Cena Grace talk on, uh, not Cena, yeah, Cena. Yeah. Listen to me and Cena talk on episode like ninety nine or something like that. I'm I'm drunk on red spark sparkling red wine that episode, but regular red wine gets me like. I don't know. I'm afraid
0: of the other kind because I can't pronounce it. It sounds too fancy, and something. It sounds like an acquired taste. When I'm not even like a wine guy, I just well, did, I, I don't, don't even is, know why I got it. Yeah. I mean, it was like twenty-two dollars. Be... I could have gotten like a a twelve-dollar six-pack and known I was yeah. gonna, going to enjoy that.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. It's uh, red's gonna be drier and kind of little like. Harsher, but that's what people like. And then white wine is sweeter, obviously. Like, yeah, that I neat. like it a little rough. So red, yeah, red's perfect for you. Um, okay, anything else? No. What about you? Oh well, I mean, I didn't. I don't have any booze specific stuff. No. Comics no. wise, I would recommend. I, I'm continuing to read House of X and Powers of X. Those are fun comics with terrible names and terrible reading order. Um, again. I really need hockey to start because I I find myself going down a soccer rabbit hole. U.S. soccer, so it's like the worst quality soccer. I'm obsessed. Not with Not even MLS like professional. Like, U- U.S. Soccer. Yeah, U.S.L. It's pro- it's professional. Is it? It's, like is you, it? Yeah, it is. Yes. These guys aren't is. like baggers you,
0: at fries.
1: No, they probably make uh, they they probably make more money than a freelance comic book artist who doesn't work for Marvel or DC. Uh, so. If I'm a professional, I got to say they're professionals.
0: Um,
1: So, yeah, USL Championship, Phoenix Rising. I'm watching that. I'm watching some MSL. Uh, We don't need to get on because as soon as hockey starts, that shit's who gives a fuck after that. Uh, One other thing I wanted to note was I put my money where my mouth is, I suppose, is a phrase people say about things, and I started supporting a Patreon. It's a a MMA Patreon called the Co-Main Event Podcast, it's kind of like our show. Two guys get together every week, but they're 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 actually professional MMA journalists. But a lot of times they just rant and go, you know, family stuff and life stuff and stuff like that. So it's pretty funny. Um, and with the uh, with my Patreon support, I get two extra podcasts a week. So I oh, get wow. three podcasts a week from them.
0: Yeah. So. So they do one free one and two. Yeah. They. Yeah. Patreon they do. Only? Right. Yep. Wow. Yep. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's obviously, I mean, they, they, and, and then they, uh, they live in the same like town. So they're all those are in, you know, they're in person and stuff
0: like that. It's, it's now, fun when
1: I listen to it. I'm like, oh, it's two friends getting together talking about MMA. It's yeah, fun. Yeah.
0: You're a hockey guy and an MMA guy. Do you like fighting in hockey? I do. Okay. Well, I, I don't, I'm not one of those assholes when I'm at a game or I'm at
1: home. Like, if I'm at home and, I, and I'm watching a game and a fight starts, that's when I'll go, like, get another beer or I'll go take a leak. Like, I don't need to watch the hockey fight. And if I'm at a game in person, if I'm not hammered, I won't, like, be one of those dudes who gets up and, like, waves their fists in the air and cheers. Uh, so I don't, I don't like, watch. I mean, it's not like it's a technical fight. It's not like there's a lot of cool shit going on. But I do think it serves a purpose. Without fights in hockey, without uh, accountability on the ice, a lot more people would be getting, like, slashed with sticks and star players would be getting run at. and That's... You know, there's a real history behind that. Like your star player doesn't get cross-checked into the boards every shift because if they do, some goon's gonna come out and beat the shit out of the guy who just cross-checked right. him into the board. That's like, what I remember
0: right. of hockey. I mean, yes, when when I kind of left the hockey scene, it was uh, just post like Avalanche, Red Wings, prime bad blood mm. time.
1: Yeah, see that that I mean, there really aren't enforcers like strict enforcers in hockey like it used to be. You had guys on your team who played like two minutes, and their whole job was to go out right. there and beat the shit out of the other team's enforcer. They don't really have that anymore. Now you just have everyone can play for the most part, but then there are going to be three or four dudes on your team that aren't afraid to drop the gloves when necessary. Uh, but there's not really that goon style enforcer in hockey anymore. So there's yeah, I don't feel like you can have that anymore.
0: Hockey. It's it's kind of like the center in the NBA. It's just kind of it's just kind of disappeared. Why? Yeah, why have got a ki- you know three right. or three or four guys on the ice who can play? Why five is better? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And if like you
1: know if your sixth defenseman is also six five and he's going to be playing ten minutes a game anyways, he's the guy that you look at when someone when a score's got to be settled or something
0: like that. You send that dude out. Right. We don't care if that guy gets a game misconduct. Right. 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 Exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I used to always like it when Shane Doan, he didn't do it his last couple of years, but maybe once or twice a season, Shane Doan, when he was captain of the Coyotes, he would drop the gloves, and it's always cool to see, like, your captain go out there and willing to fuck somebody up. Like, I'm into that. So, yeah, I do uh, like fighting in hockey, even though there's not that much anymore. All right, homeboy, anything else? What else did you do besides buy
0: a bottle of wine? Uh, I did get through the first season of Mindhunter, after all. Mm-hmm. Eh, okay, it's fine, I guess. <laughs> it's fine. Started the second season yesterday. Um and I'm out. I'm out with episode one, season two. I'm done. Alright, All
1: right, so you gave it the full season and then I threw like, in the towel. It. I'm yeah.
0: done. When when they had the okay. pictures of the dead kid in the basement, I was like, Oh, I'm out. Done. Oh, okay too much for you can't do uh, it uh, i can't do it you don't need you don't need that darkness in your life no no i don't um i hear you no yeah there's some really off-color jokes but i'm gonna i'm gonna (laughs) leave those out (laughs) okay good good this is a fucking family show i
1: finished watching i think i mentioned it but i finished watching uh patriot on amazon and it's quirky and it's fun. And then I realize, like, oh, they just didn't renew it for a third season. It's like one of those shows that it's like, oh, fuck. So now, hmm. now we're here.
0: Now you got to find you something know. to fill that patriot-sized hole,
1: right? All these dangling plot threads. I gotta, you know, fiddle with. You got, you know, you gotta do something with those dangling plot holes. I don't know what hmm. to do with them. I, Fan I, fiction. I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. Right. I'm sure there's a uh, Patriot fan fiction Reddit thread,
1: right? Someone has written season three, and they're just waiting for Amazon to wise the fuck up and yeah, bring it back. They tweet Amazon yeah. every day, right? Okay, homeboy. Anything else? I think I've called you homeboy like four times. Anything else?
0: No, I'm I'm done.
1: All right. So that was that was uh, that was TikTok, everybody. Uh, okay. So again, uh, one of our Patreons suggested some topics for us which is the best shit ever uh uh that gentleman uh said we should start doing our book club stuff again or review stuff you know i don't it's not a review because it's not like we're gonna talk shit about any sort of comic stuff did we do one previously well i'm gonna get to that yes this is this would be our third technically our third book club episode uh, uh yep on episode twenty-four we did the We Love Mike, which we discussed uh, Wake the Devil and talked about Mike Mignola. Mm. That was episode twenty-four. And episode sixteen, we discussed how to draw comics the Marvel way. Oh. Okay. So not a comic graphic novel book so club, it's been but still a, a more book, than hundred episodes. More than a hundred episodes, yes. So today we are going to do a a book that uh, surprisingly you had on your shelf. I don't. Uh which I guess makes me like I'm not cool now. Like I just lost all my cred, I guess, because I don't have a copy of Batman Year One, mm. personally. Yeah, actually um, all my
0: shit is still in boxes in the closet in my office, so I had to go looking for it this morning. Oh, you had to do some work. Yeah, so we won't do one of these again. <laughs> right.
1: Well, that's why Comixology Unlimited is our best friend. Cause and how much is com- Comixology Unlimited? Oh, you it's said three free? with your Prime is it really Prime account yeah so not i mean obviously not everything's on unlimited but you can search so it's it's I, I, the comixology app is kind of fucked up like because you could search through everything on unlimited and it doesn't show you everything on unlimited you just have to randomly search like your favorite titles and some stuff will be unlimited so you could borrow it like you're at a library like right. you could read it but you don't all okay. right
0: well off to get my 11 year old and Show him yeah. or uh, have him show me how to link my Amazon and Comixology accounts.
1: Oh, if you just go to Comixology.com and it goes to log in, you can log in with your Amazon account. You don't need your... Sounds good. They should already be linked. They should already be linked. You should just log in with your Amazon account, which is what I do. But this isn't tech support show. This is book club. So let's play our book, book club theme.
0: So, Uncanny X-Men 274. Rogue has returned from the siege perilous and finds herself in the savage land without her powers, forcing her to survive using only her wits. You know, this issue gets a lot of guff for how Rogue is portrayed with her suit torn to shreds, exposing quite a bit of skin, but really, I think it's a metaphor for Rogue's current emotional state. She's powerless and torn, having been through a lot recently. What do you think, Dale? Ugh. I think that Jim Lee likes drawing. Huh. Right.
1: Book club. Book club. Book club. Book club thing. That's it. Okay, so that's great. That's awesome. I love it. So Batman Year One. Uh, we had two different editions. I read the Comicsology edition from 2005. You have a graphic novel. I have a edition physical from-
0: edition. Like a you said from
1: the late '80s. No, '98. That almost looks that almost looks square-bound, like album um, size. It doesn't. It looks bigger
0: than a comic. Oh wait, '88. I'm sorry. I thought this was later. I thought This was '98. That can't be right. Is it really
1: '88? Well, it was a, uh, originally published between uh, the story was originally published in 1986 and 1987. In Batman number 404 to number 407, and then later collected into various, various volumes.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's got an introduction by Frank Miller and stated 1988, so I guess so. But it's $10. So, uh, I, I would have expected it to have been cheaper in 1988. Well,
1: it's deluxe. Uh, written by Frank Miller, obviously. Penciled and inked by David Mazzuccelli, obviously. Colored by Richmond Lewis and lettered by Todd Klein, the famous Todd Klein. I did a little minor amount of research. Richmond Lewis is a female, and she is the wife of David Mazzuccelli. She's ah. a painter who he wanted to uh, have her color him on this project. So uh, she only colored maybe like six or seven things in wow. her comics career. This is this is one of them. You could have fooled um, me. And Miller and I Mazzuccelli famously did – uh, Miller and Mazzuccelli. Oh, just because it's talented. You don't think a woman could be that talented. That's staying in. Well, that's a you, not me. I like female callers. Jordi Belair, Elizabeth Breitweiser. I'd go all day. kidding.
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Mizer and Mazzu- Miller, M- Mizer and... Mizer and Mazer. Yeah, I was going to say... I was going to try to make a joke. Mizer and Malucelli. Uh Miller and Mazzuccelli, uh famously did uh one of the best daredevil arcs of all time born again right you got uh they introduced nuke you got captain america you got kingpin um you got a little touch of that prostitution shit that frank miller seems to be in love with is <laughs> having prostitutes in his stories uh so yeah great uh, obviously i don't know why I'm, i keep uh, harping on this everybody knows what batman year one is uh, I, I, I breezed through the introduction, and it was funny, because in, in 86, they wanted to do a soft kind of reboot of the Trinity characters, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and I guess Batman was the hardest to come up with, because everyone already thought he had the perfect origin, so this is kind of like, a, it didn't really change much, this I don't think really changed much of Batman's origin, like nothing really got altered in any big uh, way. No,
0: no, 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 um, ugh. Yeah. I I don't know. For me this is like the definitive telling of it what would you right. call it an origin? I guess it is. I guess it's the origin of uh I don't know, what the costume.
1: It's the origin of the costume, but to me it's the origin of his relationship with Jim Gordon, which I think is the whole point of the book actually. Uh to to yeah, me Yeah, I suppose. So yeah, uh what am I trying to go? Where am I going? Okay, so I, I kind of broke my, my notes up into two categories, story and art. But, you know, we can we can bounce around. The, the thing I took away from this on this reading, I've re- obviously read it before, but I don't own it, but I probably read it two or three times before. The thing I really took away this time was, it's to me, it's much more of a Jim Gordon story. Yes. It's much more of like a crime fiction story than a superhero story. You know, Gordon to me is the main character. Batman and and Bruce Wayne, especially Bruce Wayne, they're like secondary characters. I like it. I mean, it, it kind of shows you where Frank Miller is going to start going a couple years after that with Sin City and these kind of hard-boiled fiction stories, detective fiction. Um, it showed Jim Gordon as, I mean, like when I was a kid, I I, I saw the Batman show, the Batman '66 show, before I ever read a comic. So Gordon was like an old like a decrepit old white right. man in my eyes before I got into comics. And then you read a comic like this and Gordon's like a real badass, you know, just kind of like a tough, hard-boiled kind of guy who's has flaws. I mean, I think this, this, uh, this, these four issues showed how flawed of a character he is, but he, he's willing to, he's willing to fight the, the hard fight to do what he thinks is right. And I think that's kind of the whole arc of this book. He Yes um yeah we'll get into that
0: yeah well
1: let's get into it uh so okay do you so you said you said a minute ago that this is kind of the definitive batman origin for you is this one of the definitive batman stories for you like through your personal history with batman do yeah you this look is at this
0: and be like that's that's one of them this is probably the batman story that comes to mind whenever i think of batman stories so I, I I'm not a huge fan of Dark Knight Returns. Uh, what else can you point to? Um, uh, what people like Long Halloween, I guess. Uh,
1: uh, a lot of lists. I tried to find uh, I tried to find where this would rank on sto- on Batman lists, and everything was bullshit. So I gave up on that pretty quickly. But I guess that Hush storyline yeah. is uh, comes up all the time as pretty like popular. one of the top three or whatever. But I mean, is that just because Jim Lee's drawing Batman, so we're, we're you know we're gonna blow our wad over Jim Lee going to Batman? I don't know. I'm I'm again as a as a terrible comic book reader. I've never read the Hush storyline. Story I, I think I breezed through Long Halloween, which could be great. Um, and I'm Tim Sale has great uh, is obviously a great comic book artist. I am not a huge fan of Tim Sale personally, so I never really got into like Long Halloween and shit like that. Um, I don't know why I never read Hush. Obviously, a Jim Lee mark that should be right up my alley. I just never did it. Um, I don't like. I like my artist to draw Batman. I don't like Batman looking like Superman, and I think Jim Lee draws Batman just as like a superhero. And I want Batman to be drawn a little differently. Like he shouldn't be all chiseled and. I don't. What well, I don't know. I want my Batman stylistic. I stylized, I suppose, and okay. I don't think Jim Lee is the most stylized artist for Batman. Sure, that's fair. Um, yeah. I'm taking taking you know, myself a grave here, shitting on own. Tim Sale and Jim Lee. Yeah, um, so I never read Hush. I never read Long Halloween. I never, you know, I I like I I never put two and two together before I reread this last night. How obviously Dark Knight Returns is a sequel to Year One in many ways. The same Catwoman costume, um, same kind of hard boiled Jim Gordon. Yeah, he tends to write everything um, in the same world. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I mean I. This is, this is good comics is what I thought when I finished it. And then especially in the back of the digital version that I read, they have some scans of the original one where you could see the new yellow newsprint and you could oh. see that look on the comic. And I'm like, that is comp like, that is good comics. Like that is, I could almost smell it. Like I just saw a picture mm. of a yellowed comic book page and I could almost get that I newsprint like the smell. on my
0: fingertips. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mhm. So uh yeah, it's just it it's comics. That's what it is. I don't think I think it's too simple now. This story I don't think could could be a new You couldn't release this now. It'd be it people would be like it's too dumbed down, it's too simple, it's too it's not it's not uh overly complicated, which is what modern comics tend to be.
0: Uh, yeah, it 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 is a product of this little window in time. Where you could do something like this. God, it's just... it It's so unique. That was the, one of the words I wrote down. The way... Where is it? I think it's... Uh, fuck, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. The, the way the story is told. It's... It's the only comic I, I can remember ever reading where I would use the word editing... It feels like it's edited together. It feels like like a David Fincher movie, right? Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Scene, scenes would end. It's like
1: scenes for 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 one thing. It's like scenes, and then they would just end, and then it would jump cut to a later date. Like, yeah,
0: there are pages in here where uh, they uh, Miller makes use of time jumps through the whole book, so it spans like a year I think I think it starts in January it ends somewhere in yeah it probably spans year one <laughs> uh, yeah it ends in like uh, November or some garbage but so there will be five panels on a page and three of them will take place on different days one of them will be like right. July 13th and then it will be July 20th and the next panel and There won't be a connection between those two panels. This one will be Bruce Wayne, and then the next panel will be Gordon. And it'll just do that through the entire book, and it gets away with it. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, like a lot of it is kind
1: of like, um, like have you ever, have you ever, uh, talked or there's a, not a, I guess there's a theory in comics, like if you're drawing a punch, don't show the punch connecting show the aftermath of the punch connecting right show the follow through so you get the whatever so there'll be like a there'll be like a panel where batman's about to be surrounded by somebody and then the next panel will be like a month and a half later like the purpose of the comic is not to show you every little detail it's supposed to advance you to uh i guess points in time where decisions
0: are made yes yes no, no. There is, I. There's a purpose for every bit, right? It's like, uh, it's like those stupid like paranormal activity movies, where the they'll go through the footage and they'll speed up the thing. You you see right. the numbers pointless. ticking away and ticking away until like three right. thirty in the morning and right. it stops. And as soon as the time stops, you know, oh well, now something's gonna right. happen.
1: Right. Well, it's not pointless. You just have to know that you just have to know that time went by and, and they do this by the most basic of ways by just giving you the date. But right. Yeah. You need to understand time has passed.
0: Yeah. What is, it reminds me of like, um, what is an Alfred Hitchcock quote that, uh, melodrama is life with all the boring bits cut out. Hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm into
1: that. Um, yeah. And also it's a, uh, I mean I don't uh, obviously in 1986 I would have been 11 I wouldn't have been wouldn't have been reading comics on the reg I would have been picking up like a Batman issue or you know a Superman issue or a Spider-Man issue off the rack at 711 a single issue of Iron Man or something like that but I wasn't like reading like nuts deep into comics not yet that was more like 87 88 but I would imagine for 1986 this would have been this type of story being so layered and so kind of Uh, personal and psychological and stuff like that, that had to be a big departure for most of the comics in 1986. I would have imagined prior to this. I mean, if this, if this story started in Batman 404 and Batman 403, Batman probably has the yellow oval and the blue cowl and the blue cape and, you know, looking like a fucking clown with his blue underwear. Yeah. This, this, this introduced that, this introduced the look of Batman. I think the black and gray, I mean, obviously, I think right. Batman when he was first introduced was black and gray, but this is the modern reintroduction of that that perfect costume.
0: Yeah, th- this is by far my favorite costume. It, it it's not because it's not anything, right? It's it's a dude, yeah, in spandex, right, and that's it. He saw with the belt. the yellow utility
1: belt. With the yellow yellow utility belt, still a little bit problematic as far as nothing else on you is yellow. And if you don't, if you want to, so that's why they had the yellow oval because that was supposed to be a target because that was Kevlar. Right. I wouldn't want someone shooting towards my belt area if I'm Batman. But I guess I don't know what Bruce Wayne's packing. Maybe he could take a hit. He'll be okay. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, I get gra- I get grazed. I get grazed. I'm a eunuch. I got nothing left. <laughs> you know. 22. Bing! <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I imagine this probably. I don't. It'd be interesting to go back and see what Batman 403 was like to see how drastic of a change oh, this was. That's interesting. If you're just if you're if you're a kid reading Batman monthly, this must have blown your fucking mind. I would imagine. Yeah,
0: I I can't imagine it's a crazy tonal shift. I mean, it's not like Adam West Batman. I I. In my brain, I can see something like, uh, gosh, I wish I could remember the name of the famous Batman artist who worked around this time. Um, Well, it would have been too early for Jim Aparo, or
1: maybe it could have been Jim Aparo.
0: Yeah, maybe that's who I'm thinking of.
1: Um, Right, pre pre pre-Brayfogle.
0: Yeah, I I can see something not too big a departure from this. Yeah. I, I guess I don't know. I, I, yeah, he, this may be just totally different than anything else that was coming out. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, there's there's very, no, it, he's not fighting Mister Freeze. There's no uh, he, he doesn't need to foil some plot to save the city. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's funny. I I didn't go back and count, but the more the more we talk about, it, the more I think about it. He is a like a, he is a supporting character in his own book there's probably way more Jim Gordon in this four issues than there is Batman or at yeah, least as yeah, much. Maybe. So maybe it seems, maybe it's, it, maybe it seems like more because you're used to Batman being Batman in his comic. So maybe it seems more, but it seems to be a lot of Jim Gordon. Um,
0: oh, it's, it's, one thing I, I found just pretty, pretty, pretty 50 close to 50 50, 50, 50. Should we talk yeah. about the plot? Should we tell people what this is about? I'm sure they know but it's go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. So I'm going to go grab another so beer. It's, so, it's why don't it's you tell like the title would suggest it's year one. So this is the first the first time Bruce suits up as Batman. So it's it's two concurrent stories. You've got Bruce Wayne becoming Batman along with Jim Gordon becoming Gotham cop. Where did he come from? Chicago or Cleveland or something? I don't know. So, the first page is him showing up on his first day to be Gotham Cop, and also on the first page, at at the bottom of the very first page, you have the introduction of our protagonist, Bruce Wayne Batman, and he's on the last panel of this page, seen through an airplane window-shaped panel. That's the introduction of Perfect. our hero. This is Batman. Huh. So yes, uh-huh. this is a Jim Gordon story yeah, this is-
1: I, I guess it's the I like I said earlier, I think it's the story of their relationship their one doesn't work without the other, so I think this is the story of the, how that bond was
0: formed um, yeah, I suppose I mean it's I don't know it kind of just it happens I, I don't think it's I don't know. It might be the point of the story. The, their their arcs start twisting together as it goes along. Um, I don't know. There, I was gonna say like there's. I don't think they're really looking for each other, but there was a point where Batman says, "You know, I need, I need Jim Gordon." So yeah, yeah maybe. Um... I mean, by the end, you know, I don't think he's using the bat signal, but he's on the roof. Of, GCPD waiting for Batman to show up
1: right it's, they're, they're, they're insanely similar to where they're both willing to do whatever it takes to do what they think is right whether that's always the right thing or not they're going to do whatever they think is the right thing to do to make their city safe or the people safe or to accomplish what they want to accomplish they're both the, uh, driven that
0: way yeah um, I don't know I want to say what is right isn't even like the right term I, it, it, there's, well, there's a lot done. of evidence that points to Gordon not right doing the right well, thing I, all the time w- hey, but right well they do- they're right I don't know like purpose maybe maybe is the right word uh, Gordon's super committed to his job and what it takes to do the job. Um, right. And maybe that's kind of Bruce, too. That's his purpose. He finds his purpose in dressing up like a bat and punching people in the face in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Um, yeah, it, I don't know prior to this,
1: again, I, I wasn't reading Batman back then, but I don't know how Gordon had been portrayed prior to this. But this really, I mean, he's not – so it's not that he's a good guy. It's He's not a good – well, he's not a good husband, that's for sure. But he's, he's willing to make the hard choices for whatever code he believes in. He thinks something should be done a certain way or something should be a certain way. So he's willing to, uh, you know, be disliked by his own people and, you know – uh, yeah. So I, I, this story, I like the 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 way I'm talking, the way I mention it being a Jim Gordon story is he's kind of a piece of shit outside of his job.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I wonder why that is a decision that was made. Like, is it it's to balance him? Right. I mean, um, right. Even, so he's, he's not, not, not on the take. He's not. He's not that kind of. Uh, right. but... But he's not a Boy Scout either. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. Right, but he's not in he's not in in in, in, in fail, infallible. Fallible. Fallible? Fallible. Infallible. He's not infallible either. Really like, infallible. You know, you You know, you got the nagging wife at home, you got the Hottie Toddy at work who's, you know, fit and not you know, pregnant. He's he' not pregnant. Yeah. And not weirdly Asian or, or did What? Were we supposed to <laughs> Are we supposed to think like did you not like I got the vibe watching this that maybe Mrs. Gordon might be Asian but I guess I could be wrong. I Barbara? never thought about that. I mean, Barbara Barbara Jr. Batgirl girl has red hair like her papa.
0: Oh, yeah, I kind of Ma- eh,
1: maybe. Mama Mama Gordon has a weird like uh I See that Chinese Chinese bride thing going on? Um, and Sel- Selena Kyle has a weird, like, African-American thing going on. Or it could just be the coloring, but that's the vibe I always got from this, was that, because I think I, I read this after I watched Batman Returns, where Michelle Pfeiffer played Catwoman. So then I read this, and I'm like, oh, is Catwoman, is Catwoman, like, a, like black? She is exotic I, mean, I don't know, looking. but exotic looking. I'm into it. Like, I, I mentioned, I have a note here, my favorite character was probably Gordon, but my second favorite character was probably Catwoman. I like that the, the way she was portrayed, which there's really not that much there. I mean Catwoman probably gets like, you know, ten pages in that whole thing, but she's playful. She's like a little off kilter mentally is kind of the vibe I get. But she's playful and cute and I like that. That's that's my Catwoman. Like a little crazy. Super hot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Eartha Kit, Batman sixty six, Eartha Kit, That was a Black Cat one. Oh, she was hot. you know
0: what? I'm into that. Here's a little yeah. nitpick. Barbara Uh-oh. looks very different from the second issue. Yes, yes.
1: To her haircut, when she's Prego in Bane, in Bane Manor in Wayne Manor, B- she has like a bob cut that makes her look like a like a like a Chinese lady. Yes, that's what threw me.
0: Yeah, there's a little bit of uh, inconsistency. Yeah. I mean, I I mean,
1: obviously I take it back. Listeners, you
0: can get your, As a chelly's a hack. You can get your
1: hair, You can get your haircut however you want. Obviously, women get haircuts. But I don't know if in a, in a comic if that's the way you want to be going cuz that really that, that does throw you I, you loop. know
0: what, it's interesting. It jives with the the time jump usage.
1: Yeah. Jives with the time jump, jives with, uh, you know, maybe uh, I've never been pregnant, never been a woman, but maybe they feel like when they're pregnant, maybe they feel like I want to make a change, like I want to still kind of be sexy so you get a new haircut or something like that. You feel like your mustachioed husband is spending way more time with his statuesque partner.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, maybe that's one of those those storytelling things that it, it now takes me two drinks in and you pointing it out to me physically that I need to understand That's a storytelling choice.
0: It is a storytelling choice. Okay. I'm into it then. Yeah. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah.
1: Everything about, everything about this, everything about these four issues slash, uh, graphic. It's not a graphic novel because it's, uh, everything about these four issues, this arc, this storyline is about storytelling choices.
0: Well, everything is, but these are the best storytelling choices.
1: Sure. Uh, yeah, so my uh, as far as story goes, I had notes on the layered story cover that I thought it was funny. Does your version have? Um, obviously, it does because it's older than the version I read. Several Disney characters pop up in the artwork. Oh yeah, there's a Donald Duck, Donald Duck stuffed animal. There's a Mickey Mouse phone. I just thought that's I just that's funny to me because of the current ownership situation. That didn't even companies. register with
0: me until you said it.
1: And then I, last night I watched clips because the year one animated film you can't watch for free. And if you can't watch it for free, I ain't watching it. Um, But I could see clips on YouTube, and I saw a clip on YouTube, and when he hung up the phone, it obviously wasn't Mickey Mouse. It was just a regular (laughs) phone. uh, Ownership issues. Uh, Yeah, so that's kind of my notes on the story as far as I go. uh, I guess um, one thing I noticed, this was in the time of um, Comics Code Authority, I think still. So it's funny that they implied child prostitution, but they – Bleep out the word bitch, like hey you stupid b, like they can't say bitch, but they're implying that this little girl wants to fuck a uh, John Bruce Wayne. Um, everybody then, wants to fuck yeah, and, Bruce Wayne, even fourteen well, year olds. Well, she that was Bruce Wayne with face makeup and a scar. She didn't know that. I guess you can't take handsome away with just face makeup and a scar. <laughs> That's right. Um, but this whole angle, this whole angle of like uh, the. Uh, uh, the protective uh kind of queen-like prostitute crack. is something is is something that uh frank miller uses often throughout his career he's a big fan of prostitutes being powerful uh there's a lot of uh, sin, sin city i think maybe a dame to kill for with the overprotective queen prostitute kind of you know the cops shouldn't be in this part of town because we paid them off like that's mm. a that's a line in this book it's a line in sin city uh i I, I never met Frank Miller. I don't know, but that seems to be something that pops up. No,
0: he does like his hookers. Uh,
1: sure. Who doesn't? Uh, all right. So that's all I had for story. I, I, you know, and then I had some notes on the artwork, but, uh, you know, who doesn't when it when it's this beautiful?
0: Yeah. What yeah. You, that's one got? of my notes is David Mazzuchelli is a fucking treasure. He is. Um, Except for this. I I, I put... There's except for what a panel on page 45 it sticks out in my brain like every time i read this i'm looking for it it's like uh-huh. i love everything but i think this one panel is just hilarious oh it's the it's the right leg just it's the way the re- he looks, looks like oh yeah i don't know you he looks like adam west it. in this panel yes if
1: someone gets shot or hit or punched or something in the back you should never draw them from the front doing that because then it just looks like they're tripping but um, uh, yeah, Other yeah, than that, yeah, I honest. noticed I noticed with with Mazzucchelli's stuff, like obviously you can see his Toth influence, but there's there's guys that I like now who I thought were all kind of Alex Toth guys that I think might be Mazzucchelli guys, which Mazzucchelli is obviously a Toth guy. But like a lot of like Chris Somney, Paul Azaceta, mm-hmm. some John Paul Leon, Leon, uh, Doc Shaner, a lot of that vibe I get reading this this book, you know. Um, obviously it all goes back to Toth uh, and then uh, I thought the colors were amazing like the, the muddy desaturated kind of flat colors that's my first you need note it, you need it the
0: first thing I noticed right, you need is it. the colors
1: right I mean this was this was in the time where that was the limitations of printing color comics on newsprint but it works perfectly if this was like a if this book came out in like 93 and it had the uh, like Ollie Optics kind oh. of color style <laughs> it would have been a fucking nightmare no, like, perfect. it's perfect it's perfect perfect yes uh, goes back to my favorite kind of colors, like I mentioned earlier, Elizabeth Brightwiser. Um, those kind of colors that are just a little goes a long way uh, throughout the book. Artwork, color, a little goes a long way. Like there's, I, I noticed uh, the scene of the uh, the mayor and the helicopter with the sniper. The helicopter looks like something doesn't look like a real helicopter. It looks like a drawing of a helicopter, but it works perfectly. The you know the vehicles in this, you know, it can be cartoony. And that's fine. Like, Mazzuccelli can do cartoony. He can do very realistic. Like, it all just kind of blends together. Um,
0: Uh, Yeah. No. I I would call the book illustrated. I I don't know that I would use the word cartoony, but it's it's one of those things I'm envious of where... Like... Artwork, like, illustration, is not about making the thing look the way it looks. It's about implying and tricking the reader's mind into thinking that this is this and this is this
1: right as, as few lines as you need to convey like oh that's a car or oh that's a helicopter or oh, that's a gun yeah
0: he knows just how many lines and how many shapes and what blacks need to be where to communicate what this is and what this is and what this is
1: Right, like all the all the drawings of the uh, the SWAT unit in that in that book, you could tell they're heavily armed, but they don't look like they're ready to invade like Fallujah or anything like that. Like they just look just enough to make you think like, oh, these aren't regular cops; these are kind of heavily armed motherfuckers. Uh, it's so great, like um, the the griminess of it. Like if this book was drawn today by a lesser artist. Everything would be so over rendered, and every panel would be so packed full of like sketch up bullshit. There would be no room for it to breathe. And I think the artwork in this book breathes perfectly. It's perfectly simple. And that's not, trust me, perfectly simple is is the ideal we all strive to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that is perfect, not perfect a bad simplicity.
0: thing. This is right. Yeah. No, no, no. Right. Don't, don't, conflict, there's no, th- right. Like simple with, simple artwork yeah, is no not simple minded you know uh, that's right. Yeah, You're right yeah why
1: why use why use 15 lines to convey what you could use in one line and i think uh on this book does uh, a ace, ace work and my copy uh, well my copy yeah my copy cuz i own comicsology my copy that i looked at on comicsology in the back has uh, some inked pages and some pencil pages and it's really mm. really great yeah your, your term uh, illustrative is the way to go there there are lots of his pencils almost have like a side shaded look to them before they were inked like I'm always amazed when guys who ink themselves go through that level of detail in their pencils um, but who knows that's that's what happened back then um, another thing that stuck out to me that I and again I keep going back to this because I don't I you know I could be talking about my, all, talking out my ass. All this could have been present before this book came out, but I feel like the layouts in this book in 1986 were something completely different. Like I feel like Sean Gordon Murphy studied the shit out of this comic. Because I was there's so
0: many of those thinking. Yeah, there's a lot yeah, of borderless so panels. M-
1: yes, a lot of, but it might be like there might be six panels on the page that are normal panels, and then just one that goes to the bleed. Yeah. Yeah. Or, right, or the the go-to that you and I both like to use is the, like, full-page splash with inset panels. There's those. It's like, I don't know if that was the norm back then. Like, I feel like this really was a comic for, like, uh, educated comic book readers. It was not a comic for the, obviously it was not a comic for, like, the 10- or 12 year old. No,
0: yeah. No, I I think this was, uh, storytelling-wise, on the cutting edge. Like yeah, the DB Sweeney movie.
1: Right? Could you imagine if, like, you're a you're a parent in 1986 and you're buying your kid like a Bob Layton Iron Man, and all of a sudden you buy your kid this, Selena Kyle's walking around in a tube top and or like a tank top and panties, and they're prostitutes. You're like, what the fuck did I just buy you? And then the kid is like in the bathroom jerking off. <laughs> you know, whatever. Whatever dumbass fucking kids did in 1986. You know. Because kids only jerked off in 1986, so this would have been one of the things they did that too. I would have imagined. <laughs> you know, I, I thought there's a, there's a panel, and I'm a sucker, you know, if, this might be a little too personal, I'm a sucker for a good panty shot. There's a great panty oh. shot of Jim on the bed with his wife yeah. behind him, and it's just her hips and, you know, her, her, oh, her yeah. I a blanket I know over the top half of, of her. Solid, solid. It's I mean, this good. isn't that kind of podcast, but that's great artwork. It's pretty good. And I feel like I could say it without being a creep because Mazzucelli's wife colored it, so she's on board. So if it's good enough for Richmond Lewis, it's good enough for me. Uh, it's all storytelling uh, stuff. Yeah, it's so great. Uh you know, my my last note that I have, although I I would love to talk about it all day uh. long, is there's there's three panels where Bruce is diving to save Oh yeah, that's it right there. There's three panels where Bruce is diving to save baby Gordon, and they might be perfect panels. Perfect storytelling panels. The first panel is the baby getting kind of popped loose about to fall, and you just see, like, the gloved hands yes. of Bruce Wayne. Second panel is Jim Gordon going, oh, no. And the third panel is a fucking silhouette. It's beautiful. I swear to God, I miss silhouettes because of the – I don't know what it is. I don't – When was the last time you read a modern comic with solid silhouette work? It used to be, back in the day, you'd get like a silhouette panel like once a page.
0: Yeah, I don't really read Or once every two pages.
1: But, I mean, that silhouette panel, that's really the money panel in the whole page, is that silhouette. You get everything you need. Uh, I don't know. It's it's so bizarre, but it's so perfect.
0: I don't know. You said those... I guess it was before we started recording. We were looking at the, the bedspread, on this one page yeah. to see what was what. Right. I don't. Something. I don't know if that's digital. I don't think yeah, it is. Yeah, that's a pattern. I don't know. That's a pattern. I think it might be something somehow. that was cut and pasted in there, like physically. Yes. Yes. You can right. See the, the edging on it. Just yeah. Above the little the line there.
1: Yeah, I mean it's an in-camera kind of trick or whatever. Yeah, because
0: also these two panels, the backgrounds are exactly the same. So I'm wondering how they right. did that too.
1: Statted. Yeah, back in that day, you would have to you have to like cut the yeah. you have to cut and paste the line work. Like you'd have to see the original artwork for that. But that's so funny. Like, but the amount of shit they had to go like when you talk about when artists talk about. Oh, I'm I'm traditional art for life, blah blah blah. You're you're not telling me Mazzucchelli would have loved to have drawn that shit in Photoshop. Oh right, just you know, like fucking fuck you. It's, it's so much easier. I don't uh, have to clean a brush
0: mm, or erase pencil yeah. lines.
1: Yeah, although I I imagine even like cut and pasted with like the glue marks and shit like that, I would love to own. I would love to own a comic. Like I don't own any original art that's old enough to have lettering on the board oh that's still something i would like to i would like to have at some point
0: yeah yeah who's that it's the only other piece of original art i have other than this this ryan cody cover Mm. i have a a doug Mankey page from hitman lobo so the lettering's on the page should have been like fuck 98
1: maybe that's cool I want to get one of those like I almost feel like I should just buy like a page I don't really love the artist or anything just for that kind of
0: it's very cool looking
1: I want to see the glue like the 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 light sheen of the glue that's left over and I want to see the yellowing on the page and I want to see like that kind of cool shit yeah I don't have anything that old um I mean I collect art by artists that are that old (laughs) oh dig (laughs) but I don't I don't have a page that old uh yeah, I'm glad we did this one. There's a lot of options we were looking through, and I think this should be something. This is a... Not only is it an easy topic when we're thinking of things to do for topics, but I don't know if I read comics enough anymore kind of as a, as a way to study them. You know, like I still buy weekly comics thanks to Marvel's reboot of X-Men, but i don't know when i'm reading those i'm kind of reading them just to be entertained and whatever i'm not studying them right you're you're not going back to them because you
0: have some there's some reverence and right right
1: right and i think that really for me like i you know i just i just said like when was the last time you saw a good silhouette in a comic i haven't drawn a silhouette in a comic in like four years you know and i it it it's it's perfect in the right in the right hands it's perfect a mark Silvestri's silhouette is perfect that silhouette in that comic that we just talked and mazucchelli's silhouette is perfect like it's actually probably better because there's so much going on in that small panel it's better that it's a silhouette it's a better storytelling choice than to draw the characters and all that shit you know it is like, a
0: dramatic choice and right it's and only as a, as a applicable in certain situations
1: Right, right. It's got to be used in the right way, and you know, as a budding future Eisner Award-winning colorist, I love silhouettes because color that panel in four minutes. That's what I love. Um, so yeah, everything about it was great. It was great. It was great. It's now great. I wanna, now I want to. Now I want to read Born. Now I want to read Born Again, but it's got to be on Unlimited because I don't want to pay for anything. Oh, but yeah. now I want to revisit never Born read Again. I want to read – Oh, the what the thing I remember is is. Uh, a great fight scene between Captain America and Nuke. And just the the way Captain America was portrayed in that miniseries as just greater than. Like, almost untouchable. Like, he's here. Everything is fine. Everything will be great because he's here. Like, there's no Steve Rogers. There's no blah, blah, It's Captain, Captain America's here. He's going to save everything. Um, but again, yeah. Born Again has a prostitution angle. Frank Miller. What are you gonna do?
0: Uh, hey, I got a question All for right, you. So,
1: sure, I'd love to answer it.
0: How? Going back to what was it? Last week's episode was that the storytelling episode. Yep. Yeah. Yep. How many of those points does this book hit for you?
1: Oh shit! I don't even remember what I said. Um. So, uh, even though I mentioned that this is a layered story, it's still a very simple story simple kind of simple motivations what we're going to do what we think is right regardless of the outcome or what other people think is right that's kind of how i feel this story is this story is all about personal someone inflicting or not inflicting but someone acting on we're going to make this better the way we think it should be better that's kind of how I see this mm. uh, so I mean because Jim Gordon could have become a politician he could have or Bruce Wayne that's a better example he could have become he could have used his grief to become a politician to change things from the political side but he there's, could. A, there's a there's uh, a there's a scene in this story about him basically like putting all the other rich people in Gotham on notice like your time is up you know so he's fighting for kind of equality and sort of like. You know, let's let's make it as good for the 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 lowest yeah. man as it is for you. Um, so that to me, it's a basic story. It's a story about kind of uh, uh, self. What's the term? What's the word I'm trying to kind of think of? It's like this is how I think things should be. I know this is the only way I know how to get from A to B. This is how it's going to be done, regardless of personal. You know problems like jim gordon you know the the department hates him all this stuff there's all these problems he's not gonna it's not gonna sway how he feels he needs to be same thing with with bruce wayne or with batman um so i feel like it's pretty straightforward uh intriguing character sure great design sure this kind of hits all that all the notes i don't remember exactly what my notes were from last week but what i think of good storytelling this hits all the all the buttons. I mean, I'm trying to think if there's anything in here I thought was problematic. Maybe I feel like this whole thing maybe was a setup for another Frank Miller Mazzucelli thing that maybe never happened with Catwoman. Like I feel like all the Catwoman stuff in this was a setup for something that I don't know was ever paid off. I don't know. I um, think
0: it was more Easter eggy fan service sort of thing. Sure.
1: Yeah, I get that.
0: But yeah, um, no, I'm looking at my notes. And so I had like the inter- interesting protagonists. Check tone. Check pacing. Check uh, economy. Holy fuck. Check. Like the biggest. The biggest check in the history of check marks this thing gets for being laser focused and not wasting a single panel or word. Mm-hmm. But conflict, I also have on here. And I'm trying to figure out what the conflict was. The conflict is Jim Gordon's conflict. Yeah, I think it's just... Yeah, I, I think I, it's I Bruce think, I think and s- Gordon's own limitations as people. I think that was the conflict, them overcoming that.
1: Right, and like I think with Gordon, it would have been so much easier for him to just be a bad cop and cheat on his wife. Like, he... like. I mean, I guess he told his wife about the affair when she was going to find out, anyways. So that's, he's not an upright guy that way. But the easy way to be a cop in Gotham is to be a cop on the take and to, you know, look the other way and all that stuff. So he's choosing the hard path in that way. Uh, He's also choosing the hard path when he's cheating on his wife. You know what I mean? Um, But I thought, and even that, even the, even the, uh, The ending of that kind of subplot, uh, his wife is still with him at the end of the story. The other lady's gone. Like, they worked through, I don't know, like, it it could have been, I don't know, could have been handled so many ways. And I think it was handled, that was handled in sort of a, a realistic way that jives with that version of Gordon. If that makes sense.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: He's a he's he's a stand-up guy that when he fucks up he feels bad about it even though he still fucks up knowing it's the wrong thing to do but he still has this idea of what is right and how can I help get us from A to B
0: Yeah, what he's think. a guy that trusts his gut even if it may lead him in a direction that right m- might and not be And he's a brawler. I mean popular.
1: Yeah, and I don't know I don't know how long this version of Gordon because he's a brawler, how long this version of Gordon could exist in a Batman book cuz you can't have Batman and Jim Gordon both beating the shit out of everybody like it's, then they start to blur to become the same character kind of. But I I I do like that this is kind of a take no shit kind of Jim Gordon guy. Agreed. Right. And that's that's the funny thing. This whole story is there's not really a lot of plot to the story. There's a lot of character to this story.
0: Oh, it's totally really totally a like, character-driven book.
1: Right, like there is no there is no main villain with a super bad plan that has to be solved no, or anything it, like it's, that. It's, it's all it's Bruce character.
0: figuring out how to become Batman and it's Gordon figuring out how to navigate the Gotham PD.
1: And it was cute. It was I, I it was cute Batman saved the cat. <laughs> and then yeah, maybe that me, I bet you Frank Miller's sitting there, and he's like, "I gotta have Catwoman in here, but what's like, what is the emotional connection?" He's like, "I'll have Batman save the cat," and then it's Catwoman's cat. Like, I don't know. Yeah, so, so I, that 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 might be that might be some forethought I I will never reach in my storytelling ability, but I thought it was adorable when
0: I was reading it last he, night. He's saving whatever he can.
1: But he's saving what she loves most on the planet. But like, he has no idea.
0: He has no idea but
1: he's still doing it. Like he has no problem putting a dude's head through a brick wall, but he's going to risk getting shot to throw a kitten to safety or something like that. Like that's I don't know, that's adorable. There's 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 almost like a, a there's almost like an attraction thing going on here but neither of them know it yet.
0: Yeah, this is I, I don't know, it sort of feeds into it is like gritty and like hardcore as you think. This book is. I don't think that's the Batman in this book. That's Jim Gordon in this book. Right. That's that's Gotham City and Jim Gordon. He's like right? the, he's yeah. He saved a cat. He's like this kid who's figuring yeah. out uh, how to wear a costume when he beats people up.
1: now I, I after talking to you, I like it more. I mean, obviously, I liked it before, but now I like it even more.
0: I think I like it more too. Good. 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 Good.
1: Uh, any any last thoughts on it any last notes you had written down that we didn't
0: cover it's great read it you should be reading it right now if you're not reading it yes. all the time then shame on you yeah
1: so you own it how many times so how many had you read it before you bought that version you have of it no and then so so you just bought it because you had heard it was something it was great yes. and you should read it Okay. Yeah, that's probably how I and, came to and it as well. It, just, it was right. They were right. It's great. Yeah, I just don't have a. I can't believe I don't own a copy of it. I might. Who knows? I have so many comics. I can't remember what the fuck I have and what I don't have. But that'd be that'd be a fun show where we just spend six hours going through our comic book collection. But five hours would be me. I assume I have like five times as many comics as you do. I
0: purged a bunch of shit several years ago. Not
1: me. I got like I don't know eight nine long boxes worth. Maybe? Oh yeah of just shit wow yeah I have
0: I had four I guess
1: there was a time when the Punisher was a female blonde I think I probably have like four issues of that run you know like shit like that Death's Head oh, five boy. I probably have that maybe two copies of that <laughs> e- who knows
0: Just. I have Death's Head two number one
1: <laughs> right I'm saying I have Death's Head two number five probably oh like the I I probably have like a good five issues of every Marvel UK title. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Liam Sharp, baby. Liam Sharp. Liam fucking Sharp. Okay. All right, man. Anything else? Any any uh, personal announcements? Anything uh, like that? I don't think so. All right. Your beard's looking good, by the way. You got a good fall beard going on.
0: No, this is my hobo beard. Hmm.
1: Well. Just tell everyone it's your autumn beard. I mean, I've been autumnal. wearing this shirt
0: for three days. I haven't yeah, trimmed my beard.
1: It's your autumnal look, and I'm into Just it. Just drinking wine it. all the time. Yeah. All right. Cool, man. Uh, I guess... Uh, oh, wait. How was your beard? Shit. I almost said goodbye. Oh, we almost did we it again. Do our, <laughs> oops. We did it again. Your Mud Shark Caramel Vanilla. I'm so jealous of it. Like I said, Are I don't serious? love Mud Shark now listen so mud shark has a thing where I guess I'm just obsessed with their it tastes okay but super high content beer that I like Mm. so I I hate their name there's nothing to write home about with their can art I think they'd use the sticker the vinyl the vinyl can covering I think even
0: Um, oh yeah
1: yeah so I'm not into much of it except that it's a small town Lake Havasu is fun they got the London Bridge there it's a fun little town I guess if you're like twenty,
0: the fuck. Mm. I'm gonna give it. Mm. Uh, I really want to give it a two and a half, just for I don't know effort. But uh... <laughs> they tried. Yeah, so I mean, what was vanilla, the pro- caramel,
1: what was the prop- porter should be should
0: be. Good. I got a sweet tooth, and I don't think this was particularly sweet. Um, Did it taste uh, chemically and fi- chemical and fake, or was it that's not? That's an interesting question. The first couple of sips I had, I thought to myself, oh, this has got some artificial nonsense. Mm-hmm. It, I didn't think that towards the end. Well, maybe you needed it to warm up. But, man, the older I get, just porters and stouts become less and less of my jam, man. No, I think I'm heading the other way. Fuck, I'm gonna give it a two. <laughs> I'm all right. Another I'm sorry, two. Shark.
1: I think it's I think it's three weeks in a row when I have to do the uh, the what the beer review graphic. I haven't had to change yours because it's just been a two <laughs> two little tig show glasses. Uh, I think I'm going the other way. I think I'm getting burnt out on IPAs and pale ales and hoppiness in general. Um I will say that this sh- this this the shit. Sheets, uh, uh, fresh fresh squeezed IPA is uh hoppier than the 60 IBUs would lend itself to. Uh, but other than that, it has that sticky heavy feeling that the other the other day <laughs> the other day I was out, we were out kind of just like hanging out at a campsite and I had a six pack of Miller Lite over the course of like four or five hours and I felt like I could do push-ups and go jogging and I felt fine I have one of these and I feel just kind of like uh, like oh just I a feel like like, a blo- like like a blob of garbage so like it just feels heavy and sticky and for six point four percent or whatever the fuck it was if I want something to be heavy and sticky I want a ten percent triple IPA not this shit so uh, it was fine I, I, you know, for the for the normal dude who's going out drinking and wanted a microbrew or whatever, this is a great IPA to have. There's nothing offensive about it at all. But for me, if it's gonna do the internal damage, it just did. <laughs> I want it to be like ten percent, like the internal damage to like my mental state, not really like physical, but my like, ah, uh, uh, I still gotta do the rest of the day. You know, like I still got a whole day ahead of me, and I got shit I gotta do. I gotta go get bananas. I gotta get olive oil there's shit i gotta do yeah probably color some probably color some pages a family tree number three number one's currently available to order and previews ask your local comic shop about it um so i got shit i gotta do it i'm gonna give it a three it's it's middle of the road it's it's fine it's (sighs) Fine.
0: fine yeah
1: well all right. If you're still listening, Scott gave his drink a two. I gave mine a three. Oh God, an hour and twenty. Minutes. Uh, and, I, and like I said, I think I'm gonna make it a, a point now, from now until maybe spring, to just drink like, uh, ambers, porters, and stouts, and just maybe some straight up hard fucking alcohol. Like it might be like time for like whiskey coffee again and shit like that. Like let's get into it. Let's get fucking weird. Except I still gotta find a bottle of Pink Whitney, which is mm. the spit and chick sp- spit and chicklets vodka drink because uh, I have a feeling our October uh, our October 1st episode might be a season preview. Oh, N- I can't An <laughs> NHL season preview. So, <laughs> so if you live in Arizona, I'm going to be down in Phoenix. Ah! Spoiler alert. I'm probably going to be down in Phoenix for that day, so we might be able to do an in-person one. So if you Excited. live in the Phoenix, Arizona, er, I mean, I guess if you live in any Phoenix area, but Phoenix, Arizona specifically, if you know where to get... The Pink Whitney's, uh, let me know. We have a listener, Alex. Alex might know where to get some Pink Whitney's. Hit it up, Alex. Um, all right. Whatever. If I edit out all the ums, we'll be down to like a 20 minute episode this <laughs> week. so uh,
0: Yeah. All thanks. right. Great. Thanks. Let's be thanks, done.
1: thanks for the recommendations on the Patreon. Keep going there. Uh, I'll get a stout for next week and I'll put it up on Friday what I'm drinking. Maybe Scott, I'll have some red wine next week. Yeah, you know. I'll do so that. I'll get in some. Have some red wine. We'll get in wine some with weird me. shit next week. Yeah, maybe I'll get a wine then too, and we'll just. I'll start in the morning. Weird.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, maybe I'll what? slam a yeah. bottle of cold yeah. duck. What happens, <laughs> happens. It's <laughs> right. It's right. Okay.
1: All right. Uh, say goodbye, Scott.
0: Goodbye, Scott.
1: Goodbye. show.com. Goodbye.